And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your guest announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of TheContramanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest uh, from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic on predicting timed events in reading. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat. Wow, it's Papa Newt. <laughs> 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 oh. I I missed you, honey. I mean, we've had two announcers since you bid us adieu, but thank you so much for coming back and guest announcing. I just love your voice. I really do. It's so, it's so you, Papa Newt. It's so you. Well, oh, before we go on to what I've been doing, because it's been quite a while since you've been our announcer, what have you been up to lately? How are things in uh, wonderful Omaha? You know, uh, we we had a storm last week with hurricane-like winds that blew out the power for no. over a thousand oh, some people. Wow. <laughs> oh, um, that was exciting. Um, but other than that, it's just uh, getting through as we are slowly moving into a better direction with this pandemic. And, you know, things are starting to pick up a lot more than it was a year ago. So that's always nice. Well, I know that you're going to be um, presenting the panel discussion at mm-hmm. the festival, the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and the topic is uh, the, of your panel and with the um, co-speakers that you're going to have is overcoming hardships. So mm-hmm. a, a great topic. Tell me, um, do you know who's lined up for that panel and what's going to be happening there? Oh gosh, we have uh, we have Mama E on on uh, on um, loss, um, Mama Virgie on on. Uh, oh my goodness, I don't even have my notes in front of me, but I'm uh, I know that's like heartache. Um, I know we have a- uh, Angela going to be uh, joining us, and also uh, Brother Ray. Uh, wow. Okay. And we're just going to be touching on various topics of of such hardships. Mine is going to be focusing, I'll be there, of course. Uh, Mine's going to be focusing on, you know, I live with a disability. Um, Mm -hmm. And even from a spiritual standpoint, sometimes how to navigate even those those rough days, those rough times. Um, Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Well, I think this is going to be a a really interesting panel discussion. And I think people are, you know, coming out and talking about things that are, you know, hardships in their lives. People always think that readers and root workers live some kind of perfect life. 
but that isn't always true. And hmm. it's how we deal with the inevitable difficulties that sort of set us apart from our clients. They, you know, we, and some people, when they hit hardship, quit being readers and root workers. They go, I can't do it because I had a hardship. So um, I'm going to be real interested in this panel, and I'm, and I think it's just a, a wonderful discussion. I just want to thank you for leading that panel, and um, it'll be pretty amazing. <laughs> I yeah, I hope you all, you know, join us for this this wonderful uh weekend. It's just going to be a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. So do go to the uh com and get your tickets. Yeah, that's right. Get your tickets. Now, my news of the of the week is that we finally got the last two books off. Last week we got one book off. Now we got two more. Down Home Sex Magic and how to Use Amulets, Charms, and uh, Talismans in the Hoodoo and Conjure Tradition mm. are both at press. At press, mistakes and Congrats. all, whatever, they're, they're there now. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, um, we're looking forward to get them out in time for the festival. Now, if you buy tickets to the festival, you will get the fabulous goodie boxes, and in those goodie boxes will be the three new books for the year, uh, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed, the Amulets, Charms, and Talismans, and Down Home Sex Magic. And they are included in the price of your ticket. You don't have to buy them extra. They come with your ticket, and they will be delivered by U.S. Postal Mail. My patrons who subscribe to my uh, feed on Patreon have already seen pretty much most of these books, but in random order, just random pages. I see, for instance, that Cousin Joshua is in the... uh, in the chat and I know Cousin Joshua is one of my patrons thank you and um, there are others who <laughs> who have um, borne with me through all of this random typing and uh, the books are now in a you know slightly different order than they were seen in the Patreon versions and um, but I'm real happy to be done with them right now I'm going back to my other Patreon stream which is the Mystic Tea Room and here's just a little heads up this week it will be tea room matchbook covers. Okay, <laughs> the fabulous unknown story of tea room matchbook covers. I love my Patreon stream because I can go down any rabbit hole I want to for one week, and that's the one I chose to go down this week. Next week, who knows? We'll just go someplace else. It may be about different forms of divination. It may be, who knows? It's whatever I. You know, it might be about um, herbs and herb magic. It might be about um, little-known root workers of the early 20th century. Those are some of the topics that I cover on my Patreon stream. So I'm pretty happy. I finally got a good night's sleep after all of that, 15 weeks of, you know, push, push, push. So that's it for me. How are you doing, Contraman? I'm doing uh, quite well. Uh, Very excited for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival uh, lots of exciting books, lots of exciting workshops, uh, lots of stuff that people can learn from. So I, I've, uh, you know, I've sent in all my stuff, and I'm looking forward to see how that uh, comes together. Other than that, I've been, you know, just keeping busy. It is kind of strange living in the moment that we are. Papa Newt, really brilliant. First of all, very surprised to hear Papa Newt because I didn't 
hear his voice at the, <laughs> in our little in our little lobby there in the beginning. So that was a wonderful surprise. Welcome back mm-hmm. to you, Papa Newt. Love <laughs> to hear your voice. Um, but it was uh, he brought up something very interesting. He, he's talking about uh, the how we're kind of seeing the the pandemic slowly end, right? Or things head in the right direction, and that's so true that we live in this kind of we're kind of in this weird liminal moment where some places in the country, you can really see the end. You kind of look to the future and go, oh, we're almost there. We're right at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> we can see the light. We can see it all coming to an end. This nightmare that's been a year plus now is coming to an end. But other parts of the country, it's actually getting worse, right? In California, in uh, Los Angeles, we just went back into lockdown. So our sheriff is saying he's not going to uh, enforce that because of this whole Delta variant. Um, and other places are, particularly the red states, we're seeing Florida, for example, just double their COVID. So I think we're going to be living in this real uncomfortable experience of some parts of the country are going to move towards fully opening or look like they're kind of heading out. While other parts of the country who didn't vaccinate, who didn't social distance, who didn't mask up are going to be stuck in 2020. So you know, is, everything really you said moment. is er, everything you said is true. And uh, there was a, a little tagline that swept across my news feed, and uh, Shiva and I have been repeating it to each other: there, "The pandemic of the unvaccinated." Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I think Biden. By the way, I think Biden coined, coined that. Yeah, they've they've closed down uh, the San Francisco um, Bay Area counties. In other words, the nine counties that touch the Bay. We've all been yeah. remasked up, and we were about oh, to open yeah. our shop. And people are saying, "Oh, come on, everything else is open. Why don't you open your shop?" And I've been saying, "No, we're waiting till September, till after the festival, because we're short-handed, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to work in the shop in order to keep it open, and we don't have enough personnel to serve customers." And boy, am right. I glad. We didn't because um, COVID cases are back up in Sonoma County and all the Bay Area counties. And I don't, you know, we'll wait a little longer. We're just going to wait this out. <laughs> so yeah. That's, yeah. That's it, you know. It's been it's been really something. So. Um, it has. Yeah. Also, um, Contraband, you put out a teaser video for the festival, and Papa Newt, it looks like he has posted it in his wonderful way. He's posted it in the chat log. So if you see that little thing, that is Contraband's teaser video for his um, uh, promotion, for his um, panel discussion, not panel, excuse me, for his workshop on uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts, which I think is a very cool-looking thing. All right, and on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, we will have another teaser video. We're going to have one per week, so just stay tuned. Follow Air at uh, Facebook and or follow Lucky Mojo or follow my feed, Catherine Ironwood or Cat Ironwood. i got two of them. And most of the other members of Air who are sharing these um, at Facebook, you can find them, and uh, there will be links to the YouTube videos. And I believe that on this next um, Tuesday, it's going to be um, Papa G's uh, workshop teaser for um, the Amulus Charms and Talismans. And Conjurman says, mm. shout out to Deacon Millet for the editing. That's right. Deacon yes. Millet is yes. behind the scenes editing this stuff very nicely. Okay. Yeah, it's, all, it's all his beautiful work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing great. All right. So... 
That's it for the catch-up. Now, we're going to have our special guest from AIR, and this is Sister Girl. And so welcome to the show, Sister Girl. Thanks. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Now, I know that you've been on the show a number of times, but let's just catch people up because there's always new people born and grow up every year. Tell us about yourself, how people can find you, and what your specialties are, Sister Girl, before we get into our topic. Okay, well, I um, I have a website, and you can I I specialize in candle work, and um, I do tarot reading. And you can find me at www.sistergirlconjure.com. I don't do in-person readings at the moment; I do phone readings. And I'm also on Hootie Psychic um, during the week. And so when and when the light is on, or you can always send me a call request, so I can call you back. Um, mm-hmm. I am. I, I'm right now. I'm living in Los Angeles. I was back and forth between uh, Los Angeles and New Orleans, but now I'm in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, just uh, kind of keeping an eye on this pandemic. Um, I, I I was happy as everybody else was to start moving around again and to start getting out into the world. But I, I even just went on a little vacation. But uh, I found that traveling was people are a little off. People are a little different. Like people are uncertain. Mm. People are are sort of walking. They're, they're awkward in their social interactions. I think we've been locked up too long. So I'm just mm, hoping yeah. that we we don't uh, end up in another lockdown because I think a lot of people might lose it. Yeah, it's it's um, really it's you know. It's just one of those things. Everyone said, "Oh, now it's all going to be better." Nope, not quite. <laughs> almost, the pandemic almost, of the yeah. unvaccinated marches on. Well, we we have a topic for today, and as usual, I'm going to introduce it with just a little bit of thought, and then Sister Girl is going to come in and talk, and then um, Conjure Man and I will pitch in with some ideas too. And the topic today is. Timing, how to tell timing and whether timing can be told in divination. So I'm going to start off with just a real quick statement. Obviously, if you can't tell timing in divination, you shouldn't be divining. (laughs) And I'm telling that to a number of people because I've gone to some of these psychic fairs. When I used to read at psychic fairs, and you'd hear these very well-meaning well, they were just very well-meaning people, both male and female, young and old. Well, not so old, young and young and middle-aged, maybe. Who would I could hear them at the next table over saying, "Oh, well, you know, the trends can be shown, but we can never tell you what time it's going to happen." Mm-hmm. And I've even had people try this out on me who were more recent, but since I'm no longer doing psychic fairs, I thought, well, maybe that went the way of the past. No, I've had people say to me, well, you know, when someone comes to me and says they want to know what time something will happen, you know, I have a couple of ways I can uh, walk around that, you know, without ever having to answer their question. And I'm like, what? And they go, you know, I can tell them, like, you know, it's all in your intention. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I can tell them, I can tell them, it's misty to me. You know, Tarot can't see the future very well. I said, well, then tell them to get astrology. Well, astrology, you know, it costs so much and it's so difficult to do. But, you know, and I'm like, are you people for real? Because for real, 
That's what people go to a fortune teller for, not for a character analysis, not for like, you know, you are a strong and active person who has a few faults, including a bad temper. That's not fortune telling. <laughs> That's just reading you, right? But but the person wants to know, um, how long should I work to get this job before I consider that spell a failure? Now, we did uh, some work on the idea of timing and spell work. And there's a whole page at, at readersandrootworkers.org just about timing in spell work and how certain kinds of spell work you can kind of work out what your timing is going to be. But timing and divination is even more important because more people get readings than higher root work done. I'd say on a ratio of maybe 10 to 1, for every 10 clients, there's one who wants root work. Maybe it's even more like 20 to 1, depending on what kind of a reader you are. I do a lot of quick readings and very little root work because I don't have time for a lot of root work. But even when I did, it would be maybe 20 to 1. Those people want answers about time. So that's my statement. If you can't do timing um, at all, you or if you believe that divination doesn't do timing, you're not living on the same planet as the rest of us diviners. So that was my statement about it. Now I'm going to turn this over to Sister Girl. Yeah, that was exactly why I wanted to bring this topic up, because I've always heard, oh, you can't tell timing with tarot, or you can't tell timing with reading, mm-hmm. or you can't. And, and I was like, well, that's not helpful, because I need to know. And so <laughs> I when when clients would ask me, uh, they would say, I, I, people have been so conditioned. They would say, well, I know you can't tell timing, but do you have an idea? And I said, who said you can't tell timing? Let's look, mm-hmm. you know. And and as I started doing that, I realized that for me, with the tarot cards, there are certain tarot cards that indicate timing. Uh, there are certain suits that indicate timing. Um, and also, if you do, if you read... Um, you know, if you if you if you throw the cards, and at the end, I have a way at the end of a reading, if I get, say, the same number in different piles, that will be an indication. Like if I get at the at the end of the reading in the outcome position, if I get say the two of wands, and then I get the two of coins, and then the two of cups, well, that's telling me there's a two in there. Could be two days, two weeks, two months. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I also I find that for me the coins uh, will indicate weeks. So if someone's asking me when might I get a job, and I do the reading, and then in the outcome, I just keep throwing cards until I get coins. If I get eight, the eight of coins, that tells me they'll get a job in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The one. So now yeah. I'm going to ask a question. So that was about a job. You were going to count the coin cards, but. If it was they, what if they asked about love? Would you, um, what would, would you count? Still, the cups? Would, I, no, no. It would be, I would count whatever cards came out. But if I it see. Would, it depends on which cards come out. If they get two of wands, I would say you should hear within two days, two weeks, two months. I see it. Uh huh. Uh huh. The number, the, the, the pip. Uh, number basically I mean except yeah. for that tarot cards don't always have pips but yeah I get what you're saying that's a good way to and, do it yeah and for me the strength card tells me you're going to have two months where you need to where, that you need to be patient steady 
you're going to have a difficult time, and for a couple of months, it's going to be a difficult time. Uh, mm-hmm. The tower also says to me two months. It says two months of things being rocky, up and down, difficult, especially in relationships. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the three of wands tells me uh, that you want action right now, but it's going to be three months before it happens, or maybe the third month of the year, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, so there are indications in the in the in the in the card of time. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there's a few of these that are pretty well known. Um, some of the cards in the Rider Weight deck are obviously seasonal because you see what's on the card. Like the um, Three of Cups, you could say it's going to be three months, but you can also say that there's pumpkins on the ground and grapes, and so that would indicate fall. And um, so the pips can be the month of the year, you know, from one from one to twelve. Or they can be the number of elapsed weeks, elapsed months, um, and and the pictures on the cards, um, the images on the cards can tell time too. Now the question is, which do you choose? Um, I usually look at how long the situation's been going and where they're at in their own personal movement. Um, so whether it's whether I should judge a card by the season in the art or whether I should. Um, whether I should just go by numbers. Um, I'm going to throw in just something quick about tea leaf reading, because if any of you guys have read the book um, Stranger in the Cup, which I co-wrote with um, Gregory Lee White, Papa G, um, there's a whole tradition in tea leaf reading that a tea leaf reading is good for four weeks, four turns to the bottom. The first turn around the rim, then around the next, Mm. and then down the, the curve of the cup, and then down at the bottom of the cup. I know that is so common among tea leaf readers for four turns to the bottom. And it can also mean that um, things that have fallen to the bottom uh, can be a little more problematic and dangerous too. So um, it, it, you really want to you know, try to read the, the thing both ways. It's not just that it's more dangerous, but it's also more in the future. And most people say don't get a tea leaf reading but once a week. If you if you read more than once a week, you're constantly going to be stepping on your old readings because they are timed. And um, there's also locational things in tea leaf reading, home and away, you know. So, um, but that's built in to tea leaf reading. Now, Conjurement, I know that you do astrology. Timing mm-hmm. is the essence of astrology, isn't that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, astrology is the divination of time. But I would say this is one of those areas, and we've talked about this a lot, Cat. Is one of those frustrating areas we hear when we hear fortune tellers talk about, oh, you can't tell time, you can't deal with time. When in actuality, many divination systems are the reading of time itself. I mean, the kind of mm-hmm. oldest forms of divinations really did two things. One, interpret the will of the divine. What is it that the gods are trying to tell us? What is it that we should do? And two, interpret time. Now, whether that was to select a time for a ritual, right? You know, we need to do Mm -hmm. this thing for a particular harvest uh, or predict when the flood was going to happen or when the king was going to die. So timing Mm -hmm. has been built into many, many divination systems. Um, Not all of them. You know, some of them can be a little tricky, for example, scrying, but it still does have timing in it. 
Um, geomancy has timing built into the system. The figure that you get at the end of your chart, because geomancy involves the sortilege component, which is the random generation of a series of dots, whether in sand or on paper, or if you're using ramel dice, um, you create these figures and then you reconstitute them. You kind of combine them together and that creates a chart. And the final figure of that chart is known as the Khazi or the judge. And the judge has, uh, it tells you what time things will happen because each figure is associated both with time but also with a planet as well as with a zodiac sign. So, for example, if you were to get Carcer, Carcer is uh, the figure of prison and it's associated with the planet Saturn. So that can tell you that you, certain timing mechanisms can be tied to Saturn. Saturn moves very slowly. But even in terms of timing, each zodiac sign, I mean, each is, uh, geomancy figure has a particular time associated with it. Uh, Carcer means years. So if you ask the question, when will I get married? Carcer might indicate, yeah, it's possible, but it will take years to happen. On the other mm-hmm. hand, if you get Tauda Draconis, which is the tail of the dragon, that takes weeks rather than years. Mm-hmm. So there's different mm-hmm. timing associated with different geomantic figures. And similarly with astrology. Astrology has multiple timing mechanisms built into it. First, because it is really the, the study and interpretation of time. But in traditional and medieval and Hellenistic astrology, there was something known as the chronocters or time lords. That is that everyone's <laughs> life was guided by a particular planet for a period of time, whether it was years, this was known as the Fardaria, or it was a particular uh, year or month, for example, you are in the mm-hmm. year of Mars. So what you can then do is track the transit of Mars, and depending on what aspects it makes over the next few weeks, over the next few months, you could time things. What, mm-hmm. A kind of perfect example of this was just this past month. This past month, almost every astrologer I knew, I should every, every astrologer geared towards prediction, I should say, uh, every traditional astrologer pointed out that, hey, Mars and Leo is going to be opposite to Saturn, and it's going to be making a funky square to um, Uranus and Taurus. There's going to be explosions and fires. That's a predicting mm-hmm. technique, and they said it's going to happen in this month of July and end of June. It's a very mm-hmm. precise timing, and guess what happened? We had multiple fires and explosions, whether it was out in the ocean where we had that fucking hell mountain right, open right, up right. because of the oil, right? So there's ways mm-hmm. of doing timing that's built into these systems. And even the most subjective of divination systems has time built into it because diviners are reading time. Whether they're predicting something or trying to interpret what that time means, you are entering into a difficult month. The next few weeks mm-hmm. are going to be a period of sorrow or a period of joy. All of that is tied into fortune telling. So it, it's one of those deep frustrations I have when I hear tarot readers or any type of reader say, oh, you can't do timing. No, it's built into the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certainly if people want timing, I recommend they get astrology for the most precise and also the most personally accurate because, for instance, there may be a large you know, thing like wildfire prediction going on, but it may not ch- touch your natal chart and you're going to be okay. 
right? So mm-hmm. it, those are good things to know. I'm going to bring up one more, and then I'm going to turn this back over to Sister Girl. Um, I have some um, cigarette trading cards called um, How to Tell Fortunes, and this is a, a set put out by Edwards Ringer and Big in, in England in 1929. It's a set of 25 cards. And there are six palmistry cards and six tea leaf reading cards and six astrology cards. And there are also six playing card cards. And they, this set shows something called the Cross of 15. And the Cross of 15 is a precise way to do timing with playing cards. So first of all, you get rid of all the cards seven and under. You're just going to work with the higher card numbers. And you're going to put down a, uh, what we'd call a significator, whether uh, male or female, dark or light, um, you know, fair or darker hair and darker skin, based on the suits. You all know what those are. That's your card. And then you go around one, two, three, four, and then five you put on top of the your card. And then you go around again in a circle, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you put in the center. Anyway, you end up with 15. So five, ten, and 15 are on top of your character card. Those are your individual character analysis, just the cards number five, ten, and 15. Mm-hmm. But the others, the three that are above and the three that are to the left deal with the past. One is the recent past and one is the distant past. And the ones to the um, right will be the near future and the remote or distant future. And this is the only system of card reading I know that exists specifically and only to produce timed readings, not just as a byproduct. Mm. That's what it's there for. It's called the Cross of 15. Um, If you're one of my um, Patreon patrons, I'll lay it all out for you sooner than later. (laughs) But, um, But it's a it is one of those um, ideas that obviously if this was something so well known in 1929 that it appeared on trading cards mm-hmm. in England, right? Trading cards, not a secret mystery of only initiates. Why is it forgotten now? And why do people now say, oh, you can't tell the future with cards, right? So obviously people are willfully losing their knowledge, and that's kind of sad. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, Sister Girl, your turn. Well, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned um, how do you decide what timing to use or what what to, which cards to which cards to look at for timing or whether it's seasonal. Or, I usually defer to my intuition, and sometimes, like say, the King of Coins can indicate springtime, or mm-hmm. uh, but he also can indicate um, that. It's a matter of timing. It's a matter of time, all things in good time, like take your time with it. So that there are, you have to decide with your intuition which one applies. Uh, sometimes the sun card, the sun reverse will say things are just beginning to work out. Um, also the sun card in its up, upright will say you need to take some time away. Maybe you need to take a few days or take a break and take a little vacation. Um, so you have it's up. I think it's up to a person's intuition as to when that applies and when it doesn't. Um, and, but you mentioned something interesting to me. You mentioned you know years when Conjurman uh, Ali mentioned that some there is an indication of years time, and that's where we get into difficulty because there are clients that I'm talking to now, and and two years ago they were asking for a certain situation and I. 
I didn't see that it would take two years, but I saw that it would take a while and that they mm. were better off to just wait and just bide their time with the situation. But, of course, that's not satisfactory to people. People don't want to just bide their time. They want to have a situation come to fruition. But sometimes it takes time. And so I just I guess I'd like to know how do you um, advise clients when you see that it's going to take years? Or you see that it might it'll take an extended length of time, and if they should be patient. Yeah, you know, I I there's a few of them that really don't seem to, um, uh, you know, they don't seem to. When people say, "Oh, well, will this happen to me soon?" Um, I I usually try to break it down into. Um, outcomes of um, periods of time. In other words, I'll say, look, um, check back in three months, check back in one month, because I'm seeing not much movement here in three months, and I don't want to keep you hanging on for five years here. I'm not trying to get another reading. You must come to me for another reading, but I'm saying it doesn't look like it's happening in this amount of time, which is significant to you. They're saying, well, I'm going to be moving to Oklahoma in three months, and is he going to come with me or not? And I'm like, I'm not seeing it in three months, but if you want to check again at the you know at monthly intervals, we can look at it again. Uh, I try to prepare people sometimes for bad news by telling them I'm not seeing it in the near future. Now, if they say, "Will I ever fall in love again?" and I get nothing, I mean, I just get nope. You're not going to fall. No one's going to fall in love with you again. I don't like to say to somebody. I say, as far as I can see into the future in this reading, I don't see someone entering your life. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It might be in five years or ten years. Maybe somebody who's married now divorces and all of a sudden appears in your life. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying um, you cannot rely on a tarot card reading for an absolute yes or no between now and when you turn 102 years old. That's more than a tarot reading can do. It's too much weight to put on one tarot reading. Right. Teacup reading four weeks. But, you know, but if it was astrology, damn right I could. If it was astrology, I'd say, no, you've got an unaspected Venus. You've got a, you know, like a, you know, about a one in 360 chance here. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) And you better start looking for somebody who's got something where your Venus is real quick. Because otherwise you're, you're out of luck, you know. And um, yeah. so that's, but that's, you know, talking about astrology as the best forever after reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there are, you, you rightly bring up that the, the old, most divination has some type of timing built in, but there are differences in the length of time that they can see, right? Astrology is the life over time so that you can do the whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. You can see long term marriages. You can see long term prospects. And I agree with you. Tarot has a little bit of a limitation there when it comes to timing. You can still do timing in tarot and you can be very pinpoint and accurate with those tarot timings. But I, I always kind of feel that tarot is about six months to a year. That's the sense I get. Um, you can do a little bit further than that. You can, but the further you get with tarot, the less precise the timing is. You can still see generalities, in my opinion. Will we be successful in this court case? Yes. Will it take, you know, six years or five years? A little bit murkier. So that's been my experience with the tarot, um, that it it gets a little murkier the further away it is. But 
it certainly still can see those generalities. So I always tell people about a year is what Tarot can see very, very accurately on. Further than that, um, it gets a little murky, but we can still get some pretty good answers out of it. And there's also dif- differences in terms of the method that you use um, when it comes to timing. So something like geomancy, something like astrology has very precise timing built into it, right? It'll say, okay, when Mars perfects this aspect to Venus, something is going to happen. You can come mm-hmm. down to weeks day and days even. You can be like in the second week of June or on this particular day, and you'll get it to, to within a, you know, a day or two. And it's, you know, historically we have evidence of that, that the, the, the predictions will be like almost to the day perfect. Um, and then there are others that are a little bit more subjective in their timing, but you can still do quite a bit of it. So, for example, uh, candle divination. You can still do really great timing on there, depending on how fast, for example, a candle burns or how fast the wax pours out. That will tell you whether something will happen in a matter of days or weeks right. versus something that will happen months or years. So people are like, oh, you can't do, you know, Timing with candle divination, of course you can. People have That's been right. doing it for years. If you've ever That's been to right. a spiritualist church, you've ever talked to a deacon, they'll tell you, ah, your prayer will be answered in the next few weeks. Your, answer will be, your prayer will be answered in a few months. How can they tell? By the burn of that candle. So there is That's right. absolutely, absolutely. Um, a difference in methodology there that will also produce differences in understanding of time. Right. I want to I want to make a shout out to Grateful Diana who notes there's a spread called Three Faces of Time consisting of 15 cards on page 76 of Classic Tarot Spreads by Sandor Conrad. A very good book mm. by the way. Thank you for mentioning that uh, Grateful Diana. That's really really good. Um now I'm going to get to pendulum reading. Um Pendulum reading, people, you know, they only yes, no. It only tells you yes, no. Actually, you can use pendulum reading um, because yeah. it's a method of dowsing by counting off the number of swings. And yeah. um, many people use um, pendulum dowsing and other forms of dowsing to measure how deep a water well is. They just start counting by feet or by yards or by meters, whatever they're going to go. One, two, three, and they'll wait till they get a, a twitch on the pendulum. The same can be done with timing with a pendulum, and you just sit there and hold it, and you say, will this happen in one month? Will it happen in two months? Will it happen in three months? Will it happen in four? You just keep going, and whoop, it'll go. It'll tell you when it's time, and and the pendulum will go. Many pendulum dowsers use this for timing. It is not well known among those who think of pendulums as some kind of a, you know, little mystico-spiritual, boy, I've got a cute pendulum, but they're not dowsers. But dowsers all Mm -hmm. know about it. Well, one one other thing I wanted to mention. If if something is going to take a long time, usually I'll do a spread, and if the spread doesn't close with a major arcana card, and just I keep throwing cards and I keep throwing cards and there's no major cards coming out, mm-hmm. then I can, I, for me, that's a sign that this is going to take a long time. There's no clear answer here. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the chariot reverse. If I get the chariot reverse, that's the only reversal I really read. Uh, if mm-hmm. I get the chariot reverse, that that lets me know that this result is going to take a longer time than you are willing to wait. Mm-hmm. 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 And, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. 
there there are a few of these in which the time is relative also. For instance, the three of wands shows the man who has sent the three little treasure ships out and they don't come back until sunset. Now, on the modern um, U.S. Game Systems cards, it looks like the same, almost the same yellow as the card of the magician would have behind or the or the queen of pentacles but on the originals that was a mustard yellow it was a sunset yellow and the water is all golden colored on you know on the bay where the ships come in so that is relates to help comes at the last minute in other words it's about timing but it doesn't give you a time it just gives you a relative time you will almost have given up when this one comes true and that is why some people will say three days, three weeks, three months, three years, but many people don't like to hear three years. And so over yeah. the years, I have noticed when I was taught it's three months, probably three years, I was got a lot of kick clients. It can't be three years. Well, mm-hmm. yes, it can. The guy's clothes are all torn. He was the magician. His clothes are all torn and patched. This does not happen overnight, right, that your clothes get all mm-hmm. torn and patched. And now it's sunset. But they want to hear, oh, well, it'll be three days. It's just a three. And so I've seen, I've heard readers modify these very old traditional ways of reading the Tarot into being what I call crowd pleasers or client pleasing mm-hmm. readings. And they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh. And another thing, the the emperor, the emperor can indicate timing. The emperor can indicate that you need to set schedule, the end, mm-hmm. that you need to create timing around the situation. Um, mm-hmm. The emperor mm-hmm. might say, um, it, you know, um, this person is set in their ways, so it's going to take time. But it can definitely be. But the, the emperor says it's a it's a it's a timing thing. It, and it, mm-hmm. you need to either create a schedule, you need to follow a schedule, or it will be on schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timing is also a built into any type of uh, reading that involves words. So, for example, uh, bibliomancy. The Bible has timing in it. It'll tell you certain verses will very, very clearly indicate that certain things will happen at certain times. So for example, Zechariah uh, 10, ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the mm-hmm. Lord who sends a thunderstorm. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. Ah, springtime, right? So that gives you yeah. an, an indication uh, of, of time right there. So there's certain divination systems that you can do it right then. And I've known plenty of people who have asked not just, will I get married? and then opened up the Bible to a verse. But when will I get married and open up to a verse? And the Bible will give an answer. Sometimes it may not be the answer you want to hear. It may not be like, oh, it's happening next month. But it's very, very great. Bibliomancy is fantastic for timing. You can absolutely ask when something will happen, and the verses will indicate. And they can indicate that something will happen fast. If the Lord is moving quickly, right, the Lord is moving fast in that verse, then you've got an answer that it's going to happen fast. If it says there's a time and a season for everything, <laughs> right? Ecclesiastes, right. okay, maybe you, may, you might need to take a breath. You might maybe wait a little bit, or it might be very clear, right? It might mention autumn or winter or springtime so that you can or, ask timing of the Bible. Right, or, and it came to pass in the 10th year that... Yes, there, exactly. The Bible is filled with that sort of stuff. And you tell that yeah. to somebody, uh, it came to pass in the 10th year, and they're like, I'm going to another reader. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but that's what you got and that's you know it it is important to understand that readers um walk a tightrope between pleasing clients and thereby having clients and speaking truth and maybe losing clients i have one client and i'm not going to call her name but if I, she asks me about a situation, it's been ongoing for a while. She calls regularly, asks me, and so how's the situation going now? And I say, well, mm-hmm. not so good. She goes, I don't want to hear it. She literally says to me, I don't want to hear it. Don't tell mm-hmm. me that. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now, right? <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, yeah. uh, that was the cards I got. So I say, well, let's let's talk about another question then. But, you know, it's it's... People want a yes man, yes woman, yes person. Right, right. And and timing can be a problematic issue for some people. And mm-hmm. it's very sad for me when someone says, you know, um, will I ever find love? And the cards are like saying, not in this reading, you're not. And mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You know, I usually kick kick the ball down the street one more kick i say go to an astrologer or hire me as an astrologer because i i don't want to say no 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 forever but and i an astrologer there's no forever no you just go there are some really problematic chart things that would say it would be very unlikely for you to have a lover in in your life um but it's not impossible um, and to even, and I used to do this, I'd get so hung up on trying to please my um, clients, my astrology clients, I'd sit there and do dozens, and I'm, t- and, and Ali, this is in the day before, you know, computers, I'd sit oh, there wow. and, and draw up dozens of charts to try to find a date that someone might have been born on who would offset their deficits, and mm. and and who would be of marriageable age to them, right? Oh, I mean, wow. I, I, I'd spend hours on it, and I'd say, okay, right. now if you can just find someone born September sixteenth, nineteen forty nine, that mm. person, and they're going, how am I going to find him? I said, that's your problem. I just found them for you. If you <laughs> find them, and 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 I had it. I had one success, uh, only one that I know of. This gal put an ad in one of the underground hippie newspapers. I'm looking for somebody born on such and such a date. Just want to meet over coffee, you know, maybe have a date. They met. It worked. <laughs> I was oh, devastated. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. But, but you know, but it, the thing is, I, I want perfection in my astrological readings. I want everyone to go away happy. Boy, is it hard to make people happy in astrological readings mm-hmm. if their chart is really screwed up, you know. Yeah, and I think I think part of the reason why people can be uncomfortable with timing is that timing grounds the prediction in reality. It goes mm-hmm. from being a sort of vague thing that may happen at some point to, ah, now we're dealing with fate. It is going to happen. And I do mm-hmm. want to build in some level of, of agency here and, and note that there's a reason we do magic, is that when the timing doesn't look the way that we want, then we can try to push things a little bit in a more favorable direction. If, for example, it says your chance of getting married is very unlikely in the next five years, we can go, okay, well, now we're going to light some marriage candles. We're going to light some love me candles. We're going to do some some doll baby work. We're going to do some some attraction work. We're going to do some look me over work. We're going to do 
something to maybe speed things up. So I do want to build that, that level of agency, that level of hope in. That timing is not always fixed, but even in astrology, which is probably the most grounded in fate, the most like this is going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even there, there's an element of wiggle room with talismanic magic and astrological remediation and all sorts of things to kind of address things. But I think the fear of timing is that it grounds that prediction. But it is also simultaneously, as, as much as it sounds like, you know, pessimistic or you're doomed or whatnot, there's a level of empowerment. When you know something is going to happen over the next three months, that's what helps you build your strategy. That's what helps you yeah. build and prepare for it. I mean, I would much rather know whether something is or isn't going to happen and when it's going to happen so that this old Torian can deal with it. And prepare mm-hmm. for it. And so, okay, I'm going to build the battlement. I'm going to build my battle strategy. I'm going to deal with this thing head on. So I'm very clear about this. Like if I, if I can tell a client, hey, the month of May is going to be a very lean month for you. Finances are going to be bad. You're going to have an unexpected car expense. That's not me saying, oh, shit, May fucking sucks. That's me saying, okay, let's prepare for May. Let's squirrel away that money so that when May comes around, you're ready for it. You're ready for those expenses. You're ready for those difficulties. So timing can be very, very empowering. It can help you to really prepare for your future. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's also the good part of this, too. I've... um, don't you know? Don't lie to clients and say, "Oh yes, yes, you will find love." But if you do mm-hmm. see that love is coming in, try to put a timing on it. I've had many, many, many successes with this, where I say, "Look, it looks like by September, or it looks like by May, or whatever, you will find love." And I'll tell you, Contraman, in doing readings on this show, is very bold about giving timing compared to some of oh, the yeah. people who read on this show. <laughs> and um, and well, and and I am too. And but it's it's very gratifying when the client comes back and says. Yes, you were right. I did find mm-hmm. love. I did yep. get the job. I did get pregnant. Whatever it was they were asking about. And your timing helped them uh, prepare for something good as well as something bad. And also, as we are, most of us, root workers or at least um, magical counselors um, mm-hmm. as well as readers, we can say, look, the way to ameliorate the situation is to do this. The way to prepare for this is to do that. If nothing yeah. else, you know, say this psalm, light this candle, but let's go a little deeper into it if they want to and give them some root work advice because that often will help them navigate. Just knowing the timing may not be all they need to know. They may need to know how to really get through a situation. And um, always mention, will they need helpers? Always mention, are they being opposed by somebody? You know, those are important things to know as well as timing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also mm-hmm. people People just, it's hard to hear that it, it won't happen now. I think when people get hear that, they get nervous. They think if they have to wait, that means it won't happen, and that's not what it means. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should note, I should say that for me in particular, and, and I'm sure this is true for, for many people, one of the things that timing has done in divination is that it has allowed me to understand life as a rhythm, life as a flow. 
And that really, in turn, has a great deal of impact on spellcasting and magical work. When you start to understand the rhythm and flow of life, when you start to understand the rhythm and flow of which, you know, the path goes through, um, life becomes more intentional and less chaotic and less sort of random things kind of ebb, things flow. And this is the core of what divination is really about, is trying to help people understand that there is an ebb and flow of life, that life has a sort of path that unfolds. And when you're working with that rhythm, even when that rhythm is sort of difficult, right? Like when you have a difficult transit or the card you pulled is the tower, right? It's difficult, mm-hmm. but, you're, but you're in rhythm with it. You understand why it's happening. You know how to kind of ride that wave, then suddenly, even in those darkest moments, even in those most difficult moments, you have more control. I say this to people all the time about, I think, one of the most overblown uh, things that the Internet talks about, Mercury in retrograde. No one is saying Mercury in retrograde isn't serious, but good God, you would think that the world was collapsing every time Mercury went into retrograde. Right? Never mind the fact that Mercury goes into retrograde several times a year. And people are out there, like, hiding in their caves because Mercury has gone into retrograde. That's not what it's about. <laughs> when planets mm-hmm. go into retrograde, that's not what you were supposed to do. The point was you, you're supposed to learn, and this my Californian side is really going to come out here, but you're supposed to learn to ride the wave. If you've ever been out kind of past where the wave crashes, where it starts to crash, and you just sort of kind of bob up and down, and you feel when that wave is coming, and you just kind of go with mm-hmm. it. And all of a sudden, the water and you are in tune. You are aligned mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah, the wave is crashing and it's striking up against the stones, but you're just kind of bobbing up and down. You're just kind of mm-hmm. flowing up and down. And that's when you, you've got things going. So Mercury goes into retrograde. You know your email is going to get lost. You know mm-hmm. your computer is going to act funky, but you're not going to run around with your hair on fire. <laughs> it's, right. it's just part of the rhythm of life. You go, okay, mm-hmm. Mercury's in retrograde. I know how to deal yeah. with this. I know what's going on. Similarly with, with, with tarot readings. If it's, tarot reading says, hey, you're going to be having some fights in your relationship over the next summer. You can be in the rhythm of that. You can understand, mm-hmm. okay, things are going to be tense, but that doesn't mean, oh, my relationship is going to come to an end and it's the end of the world for me. No. So I think this is what timing does. Timing allows you to go with the flow, to move mm-hmm. with the flow, to move with the rhythm, and to find that wiggle room when you can make the flow work for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got I to gotta make a little response here to uh, Doc Murphy, who mentioned that Venus was exactly conjunct Mars last week. And, yeah. um, and I just had to say, Venus was conjunct Mars, and I finished the book Down Home Sex Magic, Oh wow! And Venus, right? And Venus was conjunct Mars at you know like twenty three Leo, and my own natal Venus conjunct Mars is at like twenty three Aries, which oh, is wow. trine that Venus conjunct Mars. Just saying. Now, wow. could I have predicted I would write that book and have it finished on that date? Yeah, I could have. Yeah. I was too busy yeah. writing. <laughs> That's no, so it good. was That's so the timing was the timing was 
Perfect. And that is when you see those kind of things happen. That's why, again, um, I'm just not trying to, you know, like push astrology as the best system for timing. But, boy, you can't get better than that one. That was, uh, you know, Cousin Joshua says impeccable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Impeccable is the right word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's too funny. Now <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call this book Down Home Sex Magic, the Venus Conjunct Mars book. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's that's what it's about. Um, wait till you read it. It's 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 pretty. People, or I already had one proofreader. Literally, I had one proofreader bail and say they didn't want their name on the book as a proofreader because it mentioned menstrual blood. Okay. Too much. Too much. And um, but remember, I've got Venus conjunct Mars in Aries, menstrual blood. Got it? Iron blood, Mars, <laughs> menstrual Venus. Nah, nah, nah. There you go. You know, of course I had to write a book about menstrual blood. Why shouldn't I? <laughs> anyway, I love it. Love it. Yeah. So, but you know, the one other thing about about this. I'm just here to encourage readers and and I really want to thank you too, Sister Girl, for encouraging readers to <laughs> take the bull by the horns, as it were. Yes. Um if someone asks you about timing and you feel insecure as a reader and we we talk to a lot of and we get a lot of listeners in the archive who are learning to be professional readers. If you feel insecure about giving people timing, work out one of the systems that you can rely on, whether it's a mechanical sortilage mm-hmm. like the cross of 15 or the counting mm-hmm. of a pendulum, which isn't sortilage. I mean, it goes from sortilage to, uh, you know, spirit-led to, you know, astrological. Whatever systems feel right for you, um, mm-hmm. you need to have some fallback system of timing, possibly independent of your uh, system of divination. Now, just as another example, I Ching has changing lines. If someone says, when will this happen? Very often, what Contraman was saying earlier about seasonality will come up in the changing lines. And it'll talk about a melon. Yeah. Well, you know, that's going to be summer or fall. Or it'll talk about a mulberry shoot. Well, you know, that's going to be spring. Mm-hmm. It'll talk about, you know, a crane calling in the shade. That's going to be spring when the cranes are mating. It's all, it all is... Um, the I Ching has an awful lot to do with seasons and of course the Bagua where the trigrams are on are all associated with seasons and also with directionality of the compass points and so the changing lines in I Ching are another system that really work to pinpoint time and space Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow okay well we barely touched on it Um, and um, Jamey said, when will we have a Lucky Mojo book on this topic? <laughs> I don't know when. I, it's in the cards. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to turn this over to our Papa Newt, dear old Papa Newt, and he's going to take it away. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics. 
The first psychic line run entirely by hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call one eight 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 four hoodoo or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take today's client. And today's client is calling in from area code 909 in California. This is Anonymous. Anonymous, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you clearly. Thank you. And now it looks like uh, that you have had a reading in the past with Contramanali on a completely different topic, uh, but you have been doing readings for yourself on this current uh, situation, and you are doing some candle magic. Is that correct? Yes. Certainly. And Anonymous writes, my ex-wife has made serious allegations against me concerning my daughter, which are completely false. The subject matter is very serious and would have life-changing consequences if anything came of it. I have acquired a lawyer and have a court date in mid-August. In the meantime, I am very concerned for my daughter and for the effect this could have on my life going forward. I, oh, what do I need to know about the situation and what can I do to mediate, uh, mitigate it, uh, the damage? Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, I think what we're going to do is I will do the first reading. Sister Girl will do the second reading, and Conjure Man is going to give you some root work. Um, this is a. This sounds pretty pretty bad, and um, yeah. So we'll yeah. see what's going on with this, and um, I'm going to ask a few questions. Um, anonymous, um, what sign of the zodiac are you? I'm an Aries. You're in Aries. And um, do I know you? Uh, I don't believe that you and I have spoken before. Okay, great. Because there's someone else with that same area code I know who is also in Aries. And I was thinking, maybe you're in that person. But you didn't sound like that person. So, okay, great. Um, all right, I'm going to put, oh, dear. Okay, we got a bad card to start off with, and that card is the Five of Cups. So Five of Cups is a card of ruination. It shows a ruined castle across a river. It cannot be repaired. There are three spilled cups, and I would assume there is only your ex, your daughter, and you involved in this. Do, are you? Um, have you moved on to another relationship, or are you still in the middle of a, a battle, a custody battle with your ex? I've already been through a custody battle with my ex, and I do have a new partner, which has come up in the last month or so, actually the last couple months. Okay, because I see here three spilled cups, and two of them are spilling red wine, which is female, it's menstrual blood, you know, that shows mm. female, and one is spilling white wine, which would be male, at semen. Behind this grieving person, there are two cups unspilled, and that would indicate to me that you can go on with a new partner. This is a really bad card, and it shows that um, events of the past are haunting you. This is sometimes called the, uh, uh, the, the, the curse from across the sea, the curse from the past. This is not going to be easy. And um, this uh, ex is um, basically trying very hard to ruin things worse than they're already ruined really bad card. I, I just cannot stress it enough. 
there, the reason for the anger, the accusations, and so forth, um, is grief. Also, there's, I mean, whatever ca- caused the breakup and whatever happened there, there's a um, an inability to move on. And and I really see this as a very bad card. So I'm just warning you, you you may be in for a difficult time. Mm. The next card is um, a card that tells me you will need a helper. You Do you have a, a good lawyer? Yes, I do. Okay, because this card is the card that shows someone who can help you. And it is um, a card that is uh, called the Knight of Wands. And I usually call this card a lawyer, a doctor, um, could be a social worker, could be um, any kind of person who, you know, hey, if you're learning how to crochet, this is a master crocheter who teaches you how to crochet. It's not any one occupation. It's someone who comes to help. And I think if you have a good lawyer, this will be what you need. Follow the lawyer's instructions. If that lawyer doesn't serve you as well as you need, get another one because this is the the, the helper who comes to save the day. It is um, a hopeful card, um, but it is not the end of the situation, unfortunately. I believe that your ex is going to keep on trying and it's not a it's not a card that shows an end to the situation soon because the card is the 9 of swords and this is the mm-hmm. card of someone waking up crying and in a very dark place and they're in a single bed they have um an image of um people sword fighting on carved on the side of the bed it's often said that this figure is the same person as in the 5 of cups it looks like the same person in both cases the person has covered their face i think that your ex has a mental hang up let's just put it that way um, mm-hmm. has she moved on to another relationship yes she has okay um she's very twisted she's very i mean this is really she has something wrong with her mentally the 9 of of swords is anxiety it also may be she's trying to cause you anxiety and mm-hmm. i would say that um your chances here are not i don't see a great outcome at least on the first go round here you need this helper this is going to worry you for a while now we were talking about timing and the number mm-hmm. is 9 and so um i'm asking myself is it 9 months um that before this gets settled out um, how old is the child? She's five. Five, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying this is not going to end soon. I'm, I'm really feeling that you have a tough road ahead of you. And I wish I could say, I'm, I'm not here to do the root work, but I would say what the root work you're going to want will be involved with um, support and also um, testimonials from friends because the Nine of Swords if the person in the bed would just take their hands away from their eyes and look, they have this friendship quilt. There are many friends who will help. There are roses. There are all the signs of the zodiac embroidered on the quilt. And it says you must have uh, a social network that will stand by you because you're going to really need it. And that's going to be um, 
very important. Don't let yourself be just driven into a corner and hounded, um, you know, by this ex. Um, have your crew come back, and not just family. It needs to be friends as well. That's what I'm seeing here. Good luck. Now we're going to have Sister Girl read for you. All right. Well, I would like to um, say that this will work out better than you think. It, not right away, but it will work out better than you think. And the reason I say that is the first card out is the Ace of Coins. And the Ace of Coins is the card saying that things will work out better than you think they will. However, the next card out is the um, Wheel of Fortune. And the Wheel of Fortune is always a, a tricky card because it's saying that things are unclear. It's unclear. Mm-hmm. Things are moving, but we don't know where they're going. So that's 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 something that would if you're feeling uneasy or uncertain or you don't know what's happening, that that would explain it to me why, you know, you just maybe don't know what's gonna happen or what's going on and you can't right now because that wheel of fortune is there. Um hmm. this but the wheel of fortune also says to me that this is something that you are were were destined to go through, so it's just mm. you, you just have to get through this. Um, let me ask mm-hmm. you: Is your lawyer a woman? Uh, no. Okay, well that's fine. That it's that's neither here nor there. I got I get, I'm getting the um, I'm getting the uh, the high priestess with her back to me. So that would if if your lawyer's not 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 a woman advising you, then I would say don't talk too many too many people about this. Keep 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 it close to the vest. Just, okay. just keep it, keep it with the people that need to know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I will, there is a need to look at every angle of the situation because the Ten of Swords comes out at the very, at the very top of the spread, and the mm. Ten of Swords is pictured here. There's, um, there's a, a man looking down at a suit of armor with ten swords in it. Now, we don't know if he's still in the armor and his spirit is looking down on the armor and trying to figure out what happened, or if it's somebody who went off and came back and found these swords in the armor and doesn't know why they got there. And behind him, the sun is eclipsed. Now, the message here is just because the sun is eclipsed doesn't mean it's not shining. Okay? So just Mm -hmm. because it's dark right now doesn't mean the sun's not there. Okay, so that also is an indication that there may be some, that this can work out better than you think or better than it seems right now. Um, okay. And um, the six, but but I do agree with Miss Pat that that it's going to be, you got the six of swords, which is telling me it's going to be six, six miles of bad road. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, then I get the nine of wands, which is telling me, it's going to be so difficult that it might feel like you're mentally unwell. It might, it might, it might really get to you mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I, I think I see here the uh, five of coins, which is telling me compromise. There is a compromise to be had here. I think your lawyer is going to seek compromise, or that is what is needed. Uh, okay. It, um. There is a matter of cost here. The Ten of Wands is telling you that you'll feel overburdened with cost. Are, is your 
is your ex seeking a new a new custody agreement or a new spouse um, um, support uh, a, a new mo- more money to be given? She didn't say anything about money in what she had filed, but she is trying to have um, full custody without me having any visitation rights, which is right. uh, the judge granted that until my next hearing. Right. Well, um, I I think there is going to be some. Uh, your lawyer, if you, I do agree with Ms. Scott that your lawyer is very important because your lawyer, I do believe your lawyer can come up with some kind of compromise some kind of compromise. Uh, it may not be a traditional agreement, but there's some kind of compromise um, that mm, will come okay. out because the Hierophant in reverse here is telling me if there's an agreement, but it's not a traditional agreement. And wow. um, things will change. With the death cards, there will be a positive change. And you'll start to see, uh, with the sun here, um, the sun reverse, you will start to see things will begin to turn around, but it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, so um, try to be as good to yourself as you can during that time. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, those were also some pretty heavy cards, and um, so Mm. um, we're going to turn this over to Contraband, but I want to say one more thing before we go to the root work, which is that um, it is imperative that you don't let this get you down. If you are not guilty of what is charged, you have to fight like hell. If Mm -hmm. you are guilty, let it go, because the cards are really harsh against you right now. But Mm -hmm. if you're going through hell, keep going, says Winston Churchill, as quoted by Doc Mm -hmm. Doc Murphy. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Conjure Man. Yeah, uh, Miss Cat is her usual hoodoo psychic here. Uh, she really almost took word for word my first sentence that I was going to say to you. Uh, Anonymous, you're in a very difficult situation. This is dreadful and mm-hmm. difficult, and you are currently in, in a battle, and that's the only way that you can view it. But when you are in a battle, the key to the success of the battle is that you must keep your cool, and you must draw upon those inner reserves of strength. You can't allow yourself to fall into a place of desperation uh, where you're sort of flailing because that is going to make the situation worse for you. Um, A sort of attack has been made, and you need to be able to address it calmly and effectively. So I'm going to give you some root work in order to address that. Um, There's going to be too much, and I think I remember... I'm not as encyclopedic in my memory as Miss Cat is when it comes to clients. She's brilliant when it comes to this. Um, but I think I remember you. I did a natal chart. I did an astrology reading for you, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's right. And then some, uh, and some work concerning my business. Man. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I know exactly who you are now. I know exactly. Mm. You, 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 I think you specifically asked about your relationship with your child. The good news is that you will have a relationship with your child, whatever the sort of outcome will be, whatever restrictions are made, the long term, that is the the sort of future outlook, even as the immediate is getting rocky, is that there's still going to be a connection there and still hope, whatever the outcome is, to have that relationship. So hold on to that. Now, uh, here's what I would recommend for you. First and foremost, take a photo of your ex. Write their Mm. name on it. Take a big marker, like a Sharpie, cross out their eyes and their mouth. Then I Mm. want you to take some black string, and you're going to wrap up this 
photo of theirs. I don't want you to fold it, so I'm going to roll it and then wrap it so that you're kind of rolling the string. And as you're doing this, I want you to recite Psalm 35 and Psalm 37. Do this until it's all wrapped up and you've got this nice little thread bundle, if you will. Place this on top of aluminum foil with the mirror side kind of up. You're going to trap it in a mirror, if you will. You're going to place that in the aluminum foil. You're going to douse it with lemons, alum, and salt, nice and bitter, to pucker up her mouth, to shut her tongue up. You're going to wrap the aluminum foil up nice and carefully so you don't spill anything, and you're going to place this into the freezer. This will limit her ability to harm you. It will freeze her ability to work against you. It will remove whatever she's doing. It will turn it against her. In particular, it will work against her ability to speak against you, to level those accusations against you. Now, once you've done that, now you've dealt with your enemy, I want you to take some Florida wash or Florida water and just kind of wash your hands with it, get the lemony scent out, whatnot. You might consider doing some type of full-on bath. Uh, I would recommend uh, uncrossing on, on baths in general. It's just good. Some type of negativity is being thrown your way. It doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be magical on her nature. In fact, if I remember correctly, there may be a, a religious difference there that would, would, would uh, between you two. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think she's, she may be working magic, but she may be praying against you. Better safe mm-hmm. than sorry. Do some uncrossing baths. Then, nine days before the court case, ideally nine <clears> days, I want you to get a brown candle, place it into a saucer, light this brown candle, and in a ring, pour honey around it. Take little John to chew, break off a little piece of this, and place this into your mouth. Some people like softening little John to chew. It's a little spicy. I actually think the spice is supposed to be there. You should, it should burn a little bit. It should be a little bit spicy. That's good. Put it in your mouth. By light of this candle, pray. Ask that the truth be revealed. You've got to speak from a righteous heart. Speak about your suffering. The heat in your mouth will actually amplify this. Oh, Lord, look upon my suffering and take pity. This wrong must be righted. An injustice has been done. A falsehood has been spoken. Move quickly to end this pain. By light of this fire, speak that righteous, okay? Now, if you're in the Mm -hmm. wrong, if there's some element that you are guilty of, then I want you to also include sumac with that honey. So when you pour out that ring of honey, I want you to also put that sumac, and your prayer should be more about mercy. You're going to spit that little John the Chew into a bowl, and then you're going to repeat for nine days with another piece of little John to Chew. On the last day, take all the little pieces of the little John to Chew that you spit out, grind them into a powder along with court case powder, and dirt, and sprinkle that in the courthouse that you're going to meet. If you're not going to meet in a courthouse, sprinkle it on any type of paper that you all will be touching or that the courts will be dealing with. That's my recommendation for you. I wish you all the best. Have a magical coach or guide uh, as well through this process. Wow. And I would say okay. if, if you have to spend any more money, uh, go ahead and either get a loan or send the money for the lawyer because you may need it. Yes, good advice, very much good advice. Um, all right, well, we ho- wish you all the best, Anonymous, and we hope things work out for you. 
Um, stay in touch, and you can call back again if you need more guidance or advice later. So um, I believe that now we're going to have the fabulous Outer Space Quartet um, playing on their Outer Space banjos. Here we go. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. <coughs> And now it's time for our free spell segment with our special guest, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. Okay, so this spell is in two parts. It requires a bath and also a, some candlework. And what this is intended to do is to create communication in your life, either from somebody specific that you want to hear from, or to give you new opportunities for social life, to communicate with other individuals, you know, that you, new people that you're, that you're looking for. Uh, so I want you to take the bath with dried yarrow, Y-A-R-R-O-W, that's an herb, and parsley. Uh, you're going to add those herbs to a hot bath, and you're going to bathe, and you're going to use honey as your soap. So instead of using soap or body gel, you're going to use honey. And while you're soaking in the bath, you're going to stay in there for 10 to 15 minutes and wash yourself with the honey uh, and think about, concentrate on the problem that you're having, whether it's a specific relationship or whether it's just your desire for a new relationship. And then after you're finished soaking for about 15 minutes, you're going to uh, let the bath water run out, rinse the tub with cool water, and imagine all your problems going down the drain. Next, I want you to get two glass-encased seven-day candles. One is going to be yellow, and that's going to be representing you. And then the other candle is going to be a blue candle, and that's going to be representing the other person or communication. Uh, So you're going to dress the yellow candle with a pinch of dried rose petals, a pinch of powdered sugar, and three drops of come-to-me oil. And then you're going to dress the blue candle with a pinch of ground coffee, a pinch of brown drama conqueror root, and three drops of company oil. Then you're going to take a pinch of magnetic sand and you're going to sprinkle it over each candle. Now, on these candles, on the yellow one, which represents you, you're going to take a picture of the of of a picture of you. And you're going to write the other person's name, if it's a specific person. You're going to write the other person's name all over the picture. And then you're going to put your birthday at the bottom and tape it, tape it or glue it to the candle. Now, with the blue candle, you're going to take the other person's picture. You're going to write your name all over their picture. And then you're going to put their birth date at the bottom of the picture. And then you're going to tape it or glue it. 
Now, if this is not for a specific person, if this is for just a new experience or new love, I want you to take a piece of brown paper and write new love or new friend nine times on the brown piece of paper and take it to that blue candle. Then you're going to light the candles, light the yellow candle first, and then light the blue candle. And then you're going to say the 23rd Psalm over that candle and the Our Father. And then you're just going to let it burn down and you should get results. You should see some kind of movement, some kind of change within two weeks, no longer than two months. Wow. And that's it. That is really... Wow. That's a very neat neat um, spell. I love the way you um, flip it, you know, with the name and... You know what I'm saying? It's 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 cool. It's really neat the way you flipped it, um, so that each one has to come to the other. That's that's really nice. Beautiful that's spell beautiful. work. Um, I the other thing I would add, um, if I, you know, if there's anything I would add to it, and I really can't think of much to add to it, is some people use um, tobacco to get a. Uh, uh, someone to contact you. Now, tobacco is toxic, and but it does have a long history of use in that regard. So if you're not opposed to the use of tobacco, you could add it. Another thing is, if you are not opposed to s- the smoke of tobacco, some people will just waft a little tobacco smoke over it. But be cautious and careful. Tobacco is addictive. It causes lung cancer. And yet, it really does have this reputation of drawing people to you. So that's the only thing I would say. But, you know, if if you have asthma or if you have had a tobacco addiction that you kicked, don't try it, okay? Yeah, the coffee is to make people wake up and smell the coffee. The magnetic sand is to draw. Mm. And also yes. the John the Conqueror is to kind of be, is to, is to kind of have power over yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know, I think the use of tobacco in this kind of spells comes out of uh, Native American culture where tobacco is used to call spirits, but it can also be used to call people. And mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. some yes, good luck I've with it. it. I, I don't smoke tobacco, and I never have, but I was once given a uh, this idea to take um, a cigarette. This is before all of the Caribbean people came to the U.S. and talked about cigars. This was just back in the day. It was a cigarette, a camel cigarette, unfiltered. <laughs> and uh, and you were supposed to go out to your mailbox and light the cigarette and then just wave the cigarette in your mailbox and wait for the letter to Oh, arrive. interesting. Yeah. It's an old one. That's very cool. I don't know. I guess a camel because they walk across the desert. I don't know why it was a camel, but it was a camel, not a Chesterfield, not a Marlboro. If I'm going to use if I'm going to use tobacco, I'm going to put it. I forgot who who where I got this from. It was some Lucky Mojo thing, uh, where you um, will put tobacco and dragon's blood together on a on a hot chart hot coal for incense, and then you'll stand yeah. over it and you'll and you'll fumigate yourself with it. Yes, yes, that is another old one, dragon's blood and tobacco. Yeah, and there's there's a few like that. But what you've done is is Excellent. Like I said, it doesn't need the tobacco because it's got the magnetic sand and the coffee. Yeah. And that's really, really good. 
And, uh, it is a really cool combination of coffee and magnet. I hadn't even considered that. It's just beautiful, beautiful combination. Yeah, it is very cool. Very, very cool. Um, well, uh, I, uh, I've been thinking a lot lately, and maybe this is the time to talk about it. We've been putting out so many free spells in this radio show for so many years, and I'm curious if people think we should... Um, do a book of the free spells from the radio show. Kind of sort them by what type they were. Um, Hire someone to transcribe them. God knows. (laughs) Some of them we have in text, the way you you sent yours in. Some of them, the older ones, people just spoke them and we'd have to have someone transcribe them. Um, Think about it, folks. That's a great idea. I think if you'd like such a book, the... Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour Book of Free Spells. Only they won't be free if they become a book. <laughs> <laughs> the formerly free spells. All right, I hear our music, and that means it's time for Papa Newt to break the land speed record. Go ahead, Papa Newt. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman, and thank you, Sister Girl at SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Robin from uh, RobinMojo.com, and uh, she will be bringing us the topic on the dangers of divination. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat by the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. And Contraband at ContrabandConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive by LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here. And invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Papa Newt. You broke the land speed record right. again. <laughs> Everyone's going, go, Papa Newt. Go, what Papa. a pro. What a pro. <laughs> um, and I think it's interesting. Next week, we're going to miss Robin on the dangers of divination. So from the sublime to the scary. Okay? Yeah. Well, this is going to this is going to be a very interesting show following that one or vice versa. Okay, time, for, and then after that comes the Oracle Hour. Boy, it's all divination all the time. Um, and I just heard Cousin Joshua say he's indexed the radio shows by date, speaker, and topping, and created a database of tarot cards. What? Cousin wow. Joshua, what? 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 <laughs> and, um, and he has transcribed only 20 readings at this point. Wow. Okay. Wow. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Cousin Joshua. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.